Welcome to Dinner with Pop, the podcast where we, two basketball fans, learn everything we can about the past, present, and future of basketball in order to impress our dream dinner date, food and wine connoisseur and five-time NBA champ, Coach Greg Popovich. I'm Reed O'Connor, and this is my co-host, Isaac Benavidez. Thanks for having me, Reed. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. You know, maybe on episode 29, I'll find another guest to have on my solo podcast. You know, I told you week one, I was like, you're just the guest for the first episode. And after that, I'm going to find other guests. And you stuck with it. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I've just been available the whole, the past, like, I don't know. I don't know what the math is on that. Six, seven months. Since since the last May. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, because we took we did every two weeks for a little bit. So wow, let's celebrate this as the twenty eighth episode. Wow, every episode's worth celebrating. Got to find um, something worth celebrating, you know. Uh, just really quickly before we jump in, how do you feel knowing that we have together made double the amount of episodes of our first podcast? Oh, is that true? Do we only have I think, three I think, or fourteen? Yeah, I think so. Wow, we stuck with it. And let me tell you, I understand why we stopped. Because we weren't editing the podcast. Our friend Anthony was. Yeah. And we were like, dude, it's not a big deal. Just edit the podcast. Just upload it. Yeah. It takes me so long to edit this goddamn podcast. I guess he had more experience with audio than me. But I, like now I completely understand and I absolve him of any and all wrongdoing but there was no wrongdoing it was just like he was busy with this wasn't his passion project it wasn't his passion project and he was editing every episode like it was like a film score yeah he like he was putting a lot of effort in there but i think maybe i picked that up from him maybe i'm putting too much effort in this and it, and and the listeners probably listen to this and be like it sounds like they're recording this in like <laughs> two separate tin cans no, in a moving car. no, I want to tell you right now in front of all of our listeners that you sound way better than I do. I'm, I, I think it's just my microphone is in front of my face instead of, but I think that's the only difference. Not even that. I think like, I think you just sound better. Oh, me as a, yeah. as an individual or yes. my environment. You, you sound better. Your environment sounds better. Your microphone sounds better. The editing on your microphone and sounds better because I'm, I'm trying using to, my headphones. I'm trying to give you all the, you're not using your microphone. I, I'm, no, I'm just using my headphones. Oh, well, you have a microphone. Why aren't you using it? It's in the box and I do oh not want Oh my wanna... God, that explains so much because every week, did... oh my God, I thought my, so we were doing this on Zoom. We weren't doing it on Zoom for a little bit. We, we started on Zoom, uh, then we went to in person. Now we're back on Zoom. This is all, you know what? We should have meetings about the podcast off the podcast at some point, but you know, uh, we'll take a peek behind the curtain, our loyal listeners. We'll get to basketball eventually, or maybe not. Anyway, I thought your microphone was just out of frame, but um, secrets revealed. No microphone. <laughs> I'm actually just shirtless underneath. Dude, you paid for that thing. I did pay for this Joke's thing. on you. Because every week I'm like, man, why can't I get Isaac to sound better? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> Welcome to Dinner with Pop. Welcome to Dinner with Pop. Should I edit that out? Who knows? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, 28 episodes. We're killing it. Yeah. We're on top of the game. We're number one on the Apple basketball podcast charts. Do not look. Don't go look. Just trust me. Number one. Um, but we still, uh, we only got to number one off word of mouth. So tell your friends. Tell every friend you have. Don't uh, tell them not to look at the charts, but tell them it's number one. Everyone's talking about it. It's a big new podcast. Uh, Reed, hmm. what have you done for pop lately? Funny you should ask. What I've done for pop lately through great effort, I maintained a 
great relationship with my sister. And I uh, have a sister. I love her very much. Her name's Allison. She's younger than me, three years younger. And she went to see a basketball game in person with her girlfriend. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, Allison O'Connor and her girlfriend, Romy. And I'm going to learn her last name when I talk to her on the pop line. I don't know her last name. Uh, so let's talk to them, or I'm going to talk to them on the Dinner with Pop pop line. All right. Thanks for thanks for joining me, Allison and Romy. Allison O'Connor and Romy. They, um, wait, say it again. Bayhack. B as in boy, A-Y-H-A-C-K. Bayhack. Mm-hmm. Nailed it in one. Yeah. All right. I'm so embarrassed I didn't know before. But now I do. We know each other even better. This is great. Great news. So y'all went to the Bulls game last Tuesday, right? Bulls Cavs. Wednesday. Wednesday. How was it? Did you have fun? Yeah, we, we had, had a blast. So much fun. We this had was really pre- good seats. Oh, really good seats? Yeah. Where were you? We, we got them for free from Romy's dad's friend. Oh. Um, nice. We were 107, I think. It was behind one of the baskets. Fun, yeah. cool. Did you see any good like dunks? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we did. I don't think there was a dunk on our side. No, though. there might have been. Oh, maybe once or twice. There was Fun. dunks. People, I guess I was surprised about thought about basketball is I thought dunks were more rare. Uh huh. But people really dunk. Yeah, they get up there. They get in there. I've never sat that low. I'm jealous. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Romy, what's the what are the vibes in Chicago? Are people excited about the Bulls because they had like a real good start to the season right. are you excited are you a fan yeah what's your yeah i can give you some quick history um please i was raised in the north suburbs of chicago and now i live in the city and i've been familiar with the city for my whole life family and everything is here and i grew up loving the bulls i went to basketball camp hell yeah and, um really really loved the bulls the bulls that i grew up on i would say were like ben gordon um Andres Nocioni, um, Kirk Heinrich, um, like that era, which was really fun. They were pretty good then as well. Um, and yeah, we haven't been good since it's been about a decade, I would say. Like, I would say Derek Rose was the last time right. we looked as good as we do now. Yeah, our record to start the season was amazing. Like, I think we broke records for the Bulls mm-hmm. to start. Um, this season and then we've kind of fallen flat in the past couple like this went we we did win the game that we intended which was very exciting but i think a couple games before like prior to that game we had been losing quite a bit so that's unfortunate but yeah because there's been a bunch of injuries right. like caruso now which is what the the rest of the podcast is going to be about the caruso thing that just happened yeah um which is a bummer but uh bummer do, is, no does Chicago fans. like Caruso? Because L.A. loved Caruso. Yes, Chicago loves him. Um, I'm also so I like watch them as much as I can on TV, and I'm a big Stacey King fan. Um, I've met him once, and it was cool. Cool, huge in person, obviously. Um, Stacey King. Um, for those ignorant, um, can you fill us in? Because I'm ignorant. I don't know who Stacey King is. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be happy to tell you. He's like the main Chicago commentator. Oh, okay, cool. I'm sure he's a legend. I'm just like, so our podcast is mainly, it was like mostly Isaac teaching me about basketball because he's like a longtime fan and I'm just trying to, like, we're both trying to learn more, but it's, the journey has mostly been me learning more. Yeah. I'm by no means an expert. Um, I just have been, you know, who stays the king is casual fan for many years of my life. Um, yeah, he's, 
in Chicago, if you know, if you watch the Bulls, you know who he is. He commentates on every, pretty much, I think every game. He's funny. Very funny. He cool. has catchphrases for each player. Mm-hmm. Um, and little oh, like, things what does he say for DeMar? He says, he calls him DeMarvelous. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have seen, we talked about that on, because we talked about his, like, back-to-back game winners on an episode. Right. And so I saw highlights with him. I guess covering it, I just didn't even know who he was. Yeah, he said so he's huge here. Um, he he makes watching really fun, really enjoyable. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you kind of connect with him and the players. It kind of creates such an environment. You feel really like excited. You get really more like a lot more excited when like it's fun to listen to. Um, That's fun. I miss that because I should get NBA League Pass. I I like really need to because I can't watch the Lakers here. So I don't like. Because they're like, I have a weird cable deal, so I can't watch them on YouTube TV, which is what I have. And um, so I don't have that like local connection to a broadcaster that you get um, like watching the local games over and over. But I need to like get get League Pass and just watch like Houston games or something. I miss that. Like, Al, what can can to bring you more into this? What like how would you compare like Chicago's energy towards the Bulls to like Brooklyn's energy to the Nets? Because you live in Brooklyn. Yeah, I do live in Brooklyn. I think Chicago's energy towards the Bulls is way more apparent. That makes sense. I mean, the Brooklyn, they just like moved there. Yeah, they're new. I mean, I think it's like a cool thing to do, but like it doesn't feel as like homegrown. Then again, you know, I also moved there. So, you know, me and the Nets have that in common. (laughs) Hey. You ever see Kevin Durant on the street and you're just like, hey, man, Kevin, it's you and me. We're the same. Seriously, Kevin, please. That, that's my stoop. Get off of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Yeah. I've heard about it, about him. He's always crashing people's stoops. He's feeding the birds and they won't go away. <laughs> oh, no. And they poop all over everything. All over everything. It's like and bread is bad for birds, Kevin. But he doesn't like the crusts on his sandwiches. So he gives me <laughs> um but yeah i think the bulls also because like it's michael jordan and like there's just so much like i feel like any rando like who doesn't watch sports even knows about the bulls because like the bulls jordan jersey is so iconic too all right yeah and like 23 like everybody knows about that Mm-hmm. Even me. <laughs> I'm not even, really. Even Ro- you. I always tell Romy we're in a mixed nerd jock relationship. Uh, yeah. Her being the jock. And so she really knows, but she's also a nerd. Um, but I don't know about sports. <laughs> well, you're in good company because I also feel like I, I, I love sports, but I can't tell you anything about like i don't know I'm working on it yeah we're growing we're learning it's a podcast about learning i don't love um, sports but i love fanfare yeah what, what what was your impression of the game do you like get into it were you hyped yeah was, uh, for sure i mean i like basketball because you can see everybody's face like yes. unlike football or like you know other sports where it's just a bigger space like basketball you're it feels smaller and like everybody's so big, so you can see them pretty well. And then also the jumbotron is good, and so it's like I feel like it's like more emotional, which I like connect with. Like I like being able to see how people feel. I feel like I've read that somewhere. I don't know where, but like someone's theory about why basketball is so popular right now is because you can connect to the players like that, or like like literally because you can see their faces. Literally. Like unlike football and baseball, they're wearing like hats i don't know yeah no i think it's there's something to it like they just 
seem like more literally touchable. Like you feel like you could touch them because they're right there and you're all in the same room. I also think it's because it's inside and like being in the same room is like, you know, that has the sociology of like church effect, kind of that thing. What's that called around? A sociology thing about like concerts have it too. Like live events, uh, like when you're all in the same room. Yeah. Like, oh, you I know it under about. like whatever conditions and like mm. ritual and stuff that like, gets word people is, like but... pumped. I mean, mm. all sports games have it, but I feel like something about being under the same roof. It is religious. Yeah. Yeah, especially I imagine in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Al, we went to like some Rockets games growing up. I feel like, did you like remember that, or do you like? Could you compare Chicago to oh, Houston at all? The real game I remember going to was a Spurs game I went to in college. Well, that's a great comparison. Yeah, and that felt North Pop. similar because it felt like it was everybody there's like favorite team and had been for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like the vibe. That's that's fine. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast too. Is that I don't know if Houston really has that. Like Houston did have like more like that for sure. But like when the Astros were bad, like people, you know what I mean. Like I feel like I mean, Romy, maybe you can tell me this. Like when the Bulls were bad, I feel like Chicago still cared. Yeah. At least my outside perception. But like I feel like Houston is very hot and cold with its sports teams. I don't know. Yeah, I I do think, yeah. And again, basketball is kind of an easy sport to watch. There's not a lot of rules like football and it's fast paced. I think that matters too. Um, Yeah. It's exciting. Um, Oh, it's high scoring. I think there's a lot of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are all factors that play into like, I think why people engage with it maybe more, maybe a different audience than other sports. Um, yeah, yeah, I do think the the city cares even when they're bad, but it's obviously way more fun when they're good. And for sure, we haven't been as good as we are right now for so long. So I think though that really plays into it as well. Well, I hope everyone comes back from injury before the end of the season and they make a go of it because they're a fun team. I like this team. Oh, oh, I met well, I didn't meet, but you know what my favorite part was was Benny Please. the Bull. Yes, we talked about him on an episode two. We did a mascot episode. Tell me all about Benny. Benny the fourth generation cute. Benny. He's or third, I don't remember. So funny and silly. He throws popcorn at everybody. That's kind of his. Thing. I love a mischievous mascot. Yeah, me too. He's really funny. He's so fun to watch. He does really funny things. <laughs> he dances. <laughs> he jumps on, like, he'll walk between, like, there's kind of like a barrier between, like, the desks courtside and the seat mm-hmm. and he'll walk that and it's funny and like he'll mess with everybody around and people are just so entertained by people him people really like i think they fall for it too because he's do. carrying like he carried like a big tray like a bunch of buckets of popcorn with some people and he was like like as if he was about to give it out for free and people would be like oh me 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 <laughs> and then he just pours it on them and it's like <laughs> i really feel like they were like oh man benny benny <laughs> i really <laughs> people really thought he was going to give them some popcorn. It's like, guys, that's Benny's whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known. He also does this thing. Allison, unfortunately, was in line to get us food and drinks while this happened. But he came pretty close to our row. And he did. They played Turn Down for What? And Classic. he did a little dance to it. And he had a huge, every game, he brings out like a massive popcorn bag. Like mm-hmm. it's a clear bag of a ton of popcorn, and they play the song, and like when the song when the beat drops, he dances, and then he just waves it and throws <laughs> this huge bag like all over. And I actually have a video I can send you if you would like to see it. 
um, that I took that is funny and that just goes everywhere. It's a crazy visual. <laughs> and it's like, That's great. I don't know, I guess it makes me feel better about how much popcorn I spill. <laughs> he's relatable yeah that's what's important about benny that's what we love about him um what do you you said you were in line for food and drinks what y'all uh, food and drink i love stadium food and drink me too we had we each had a big beer big modello love a big modello i got corn romy got a dog popcorn or um cob popcorn popcorn <laughs> I feel like maybe they do sell that sometimes at baseball games, but just imagining you with a big corn cob at the Bulls game. (laughs) Yeah, corn cob. Awesome. Um, And and my other favorite part. Sorry to interrupt your. No, it's all right. I didn't have anything to say. The lovables, the lovables are the Uh, dancers. Oh, cheerleaders! The cheerleaders. The Lovables and the Incredibles. Whoa. Yeah. Two different teams? They or have the Lovables, who are the sexy girls. <laughs> and then they have the Incredibles, who are the co-ed stunt team. Ooh, good <laughs> Whoa, all right. Do you think there's a competition between the two? Do you think there's some rivalry? Together. Okay, and Benny's that's their good boss. That's heartwarming. <laughs> Benny's their boss. And Benny's their boss. I hope he's a, he I hope he's a, a good manager. <laughs> I hope he's nice. I hope he gives good bonuses. Tough but fair. <laughs> that's good to hear. Thanks for that. Uh, cool. You all have anything else you wanted? I, I love the Incredibles. Uh, there's, ben. I, I think the there is like a, a city atmosphere. Like just people are really proud of the city and the team as a whole. And I think really just has been so Chicago through and through from like, obviously Jordan kind of brought that to life and I think it's kind of never left. Um, you can kind of see the, his banner still hangs like his retired number with other players that still hang there. It's kind of nice to see there's like a statue outside of him, of him jumping the, the classic iconic jump. Um, there's one inside as well. We, we have a photo of, Cool. Yeah, I think the energy is just maybe I mean maybe I'm biased, but I do think like there's a really special energy. It seems like it from a like casual fan and like n- having never been to a game at all. Like I mean uh, a Bulls game. I mean yeah. it just seems like it's a special team. Yeah, and what I also want to add is there. I think there are fun things during the game to interact with. For example. They always do a Dunkin' Donuts race where like oh it's always there yeah it's 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 always there and it's always Dunkin' Donuts and you bet on which one's gonna win and if you are right then you win like a free donut. donut all right um and so it's really fun because like every it gets the whole stadium involved or arena people involved. are literally like screaming cheering is it a video thing or is this yeah, it's is a video it happening on the court it used to be, okay. they used to hand out booklets like pre-covid i assume um yeah is what stopped it um and it would i think whichever booklet you got had one of the racers in it so that was mm-hmm. the one you rooted for and oh, okay. they play it on the screen i feel like it's between quarters or something i forget exactly when that's what i love stuff like that and but, so you watch them race around the but, track and it's a and qr it's on, code now it's a qr no. code no longer the booklet and you pick one on your phone Fine. and then what was my guy's name dashing donut donut. and i bet there was dashing donut like beautiful bagel or whatever (laughs) biggie bagel (laughs) biggie bagel and cuppy coffee 
<laughs> coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> Go, coffee, coffee. Those other jokers lost and, and dashing donut won, so I won. Hell yeah. Donut. Do you redeem your donut? I will. Good. Um, And then, yeah. And there's a local one for Portillo's. Yeah, there's a hot dog. No, the 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 rule was. I love Portillo's. Yes, there we go. You've had Portillo's? Yeah, I did it on uh, Texas Four Thousand. Oh, cool. Oh, we we got it. I got and I I like went all out. I got like the hot dog. I think I got like the cake shake. I think I like some other like Fries, n- I hope incredibly huge thing, and I had the most disgusting meal I've ever had. But it was good. <laughs> the rule was fourth quarter if the opposing team misses two free throws consecutively. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Yes, I think the Clippers do like. Maybe I'm making this up, but they they might do like a Chick Fil A thing, Mm. or like if they miss two free throws. Yum. Um, (laughs) And I'm always rooting for it because I want free Chick Fil A. I want to. I want to bankrupt Chick Fil A. I want to bankrupt Chick Fil A. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, seeing them win is always really great, especially like a local against you know like not local, um, regional. That, a regional rival oh yeah is there like a regional rival with the Cavs? i guess so right yeah or... i think the Cavs haven't been that good in a while so it's like not that exciting a rivalry i think the knicks have been our biggest rivalry this season that makes sense yes um yeah and seeing like De- i think demar's my favorite player so demar's great he's incredible he's really saved us i think many times this season um those two back-to-back shots were just nuts insane and I'm glad that he's in a place that really needs him and appreciates him. And so yeah, I think they see with Alex Russo, like I think they do feel the love and appreciation. It's a fun team, and it was fun to watch them like build the team in the off season. To like they get Lonzo Ball, and then oh, I don't know what the order was, but Lonzo Ball, Caruso, and DeRozan. I was like, this is like I like all these players, and it's fun. Uh, it's a good group, especially because Zach Levine's so good, and he's yeah, he's and, been really by himself. I would say, like mm-hmm. with very little support, um, the past couple seasons that he's been in Chicago. So that's been really nice to see. And Vooch and Vooch, Who's, although who? Vooch is um Vucevic, Vucevic. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Vooch. Nikola is it Nikola? Yes, I think I always just like, like see, I do a lot of like watching highlights and then reading like articles about basketball so like i will completely miss how to actually pronounce someone's name or nicknames and people like vooch and i'm like i'm sorry (laughs) um i think he's he's drained some threes for us for sure but i think he shoots a lot and misses a little too much but that's just how it goes that's part of that's basketball. Part of the game. It's, uh, Steph Curry's um, <laughs> shooting a lot of threes and missing a lot of threes yeah, these days, and he's the best supposedly. Yeah. Um, cool. I think that's all I got for y'all. That's a good little game report. Thanks for um, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thanks Thank for having us. Thank you for having us. We I really to enjoyed it. Chat about it, and yeah. we loved to be there. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad y'all had the experience. I'm glad y'all got to go together, and. Uh, I'm jealous. I want to go to a basketball game and we'll buy Clippers tickets or something for the for in a couple months or something. Yeah, <laughs> should. And we're back from the dinner with Pop Pop Line. What a lovely conversation that I've yet to have with my sister and her girlfriend, <laughs> Allison O'Connor and Romy. Last name to be learned. Last name to be edited in. Here, Bayhack. 
most podcasts have like peaks behind peak behind like peaks behind the curtain. There's just no curtain that exists. Absolutely zero curtain. <laughs> you see should, us, should, we, should we just take it from the top? Should we just redo this whole thing? <laughs> you see us just like the Wizard of Oz just fucking back there with both like <laughs> like levers or just pulling all types of stuff, just really trying to like, I want this podcast to have like a manic energy of just like trying to put on a show of just being like us. We are the hosts and like we're running lights of the show and we're uh, selling the popcorn out front. And it's like and just sprinting back and forth like someone wants popcorn during the show. I'm going to run off stage. And I'm going to go sell them the popcorn. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'll be like, Isaac, hit the light switch. And you're going to sprint off stage, hit the lights. And uh, that's the show. Yeah. We can take it from the top if you want to. Should we? Sure. Like the whole thing? The whole podcast? Sure, I don't care. Well, I'm just like all on tangents already, but... I know, and I was going to interrupt you and, get, and throw you on another one. Uh, Yeah, th- let's do it. I don't care. Let's just tangent episode. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, to not worry about quitting your job because I'm actually selling all these episodes on the NFT market. Oh, nice. And, We're minting uh, these on the blockchain, baby. And so I think I don't really know anything about like how Bitcoin works or anything like that. But I'm telling you right now, this will pay off eventually. Hell yeah. Buy the dip. Get in on uh, Dinner with Pop right now. This is the dip. Buy the <laughs> NFTs. Give us 4.5 Ethereum. That's probably what, like $6,000 or something. Oh, can I tell you something really quickly? And that mm-hmm. actually... I made $5 on uh, NBA Top Shot. Let's fucking go. We are masters of the blockchain on this podcast. I didn't sell anything, but Dapper Labs of the people who create uh, NBA Top Shot Mm -hmm. gave me $5 in credit because I was such an early adopter of Top Shot. Really? Do I have this too? You probably probably do. You certainly don't have to do it now, but I I think you and I got in at the same time. You might have gotten in earlier than I did, so I think we both made $5 on this. Uh, I can't find my Dapper email, but I'm going to take it on faith that I have $5, and I'm I'm going to Taco Bell after this. Hell yeah. I'm going to get wild, get a couple bean burritos. Hell yeah. Um, Should we talk about basketball? I mean, I guess I talked about basketball with Allison on the phone, but you and I have not yet. No, but we don't. We do now. Uh, starting late New Year's resolution, all basketball all the time. All right. So this week's special. This week's special. We pattern our podcast after a fancy dinner. The topic of the week we call this week's special. This week's special is Grayson Allen. How do I phrase this? Grayson Allen broke Alex Caruso's wrist, essentially. Pretty much. Uh, Grayson Allen on a couple, yesterday's, the day before the game. Friday. Against Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, yeah. Committed a hard foul against Alex Caruso when he was in the air. Used yep. both hands and Caruso fell down, landed on his wrist. Found out a day later that Caruso needed surgery on it. Yeah, he fractured his wrist. He, he Caruso was going up for like a fast break layup, and Grayson Allen like hooked his arm and like tugged him down while he's in the in the air. He like spun on his axis essentially and like landed on his wrist. It was like a scary foul to watch. Yeah, because uh, he like he like falls down like in the air, like he doesn't break his fall with like his feet or anything. He just kind of falls right onto his arm. Yeah, he catches himself with his hands, which brings to mind I, like when I was first learning to do like cycling stuff, mm. like actual cycling. They always tell you. I mean, I don't know how he would have known to do this, but it's just like it scares me when someone lands on their hands like that because you're taught to to like catch yourself with your shoulder or something yeah not stick a hand out because if you stick your hand out you're gonna break your wrist 
Yeah. Um, even though it's like your instinct to do so. So I'm not saying Caruso did anything wrong. I don't know how he would have done anything else. But. Well, it sounds like he needs to take like a cycling class or something like that. Yeah, probably. If Alice Caruso knew how to cycle, um, none of this would be a problem. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it says here that uh, he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Alex Caruso was like coming back from an injury already. So he only played maybe one or two games. And so he's going to be out again for another two months, potentially. Yeah. And the Bulls are also missing Lonzo Ball. Uh, he's going to have knee surgery. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Derek Rose is out and playing for the Bulls again, right? Well, Derek, well, Derek Rose um, is an analyst on uh, ESPN right now. So. Wait, who am I thinking of? I think Derek Jones Jr. is oh, the I one. Oh, I just saw the name Derek and the Bulls, and I was like, that's Derek Rose, baby. He's back. And Wait, all the old people are back this year. No, Jalen Rose is on ESPN. Derek Rose plays for the Knicks. Derek Jones Jr. is a guy on the Chicago Bulls right now. We, this is a podcast about learning. And he's also and right now I'm learning the Chicago Bulls roster. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're missing all these guys right now. And that like really like end of the year, beginning of the year, hot, like hot, hot start is kind of like crumbling right now. And they're like kind of like a fine team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the standings have changed since uh, Kyrie Irving's unvaccinated has his back playing basketball. I watched him play the San Antonio Spurs a couple nights ago. And uh, I thought... Get that unvaccinated man off of my court. Yeah, I watched him play. God, what was it? It was this week. Who else did they play this week? I'm going to look it up. It wasn't the Spurs because I do not have. Indiana, maybe? Uh, Cavs? No. Oh, they they did play the Cavs. And that's when the fans. Oh, no, no. It was the Wizards. It was the Wizards. Oh, Uh, and that game they won, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the Wizards. I caught the very end of it. Oh, okay. But I saw Kyrie on the court, and I was like, this is um, jarring, because I'm not yeah. used to him being back. Yeah. Uh, but back to Caruso, uh, he was quoted as saying about the foul, dude just grabbed me out of the air. It's kind of bullshit. And uh, I kind of agree. He did grab me out of the air, and it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that second arm, I think, because I think the first arm, like Grayson Allen was trying to pull him down, and then he brought, he brought his other arm to kind of still pull them, and I think that's what created like just the... Yeah, it was weird to watch. I, like, you don't know what... I didn't know what he was doing besides just, like, clearly pulling him out of the air. Mm-hmm. Richard Jefferson said on Twitter, Grayson Allen giggling after receiving a flagrant two and being ejected seems pretty on brand for him. And then this spurred Grayson Allen to respond to that. So this is why we have the quote from Grayson Allen. And Grayson Allen said this on his Discord server because apparently he's really into, like, esports. But I just think this is wild that we're getting like news from like, I, I guess it makes sense because we like what players were tweeting about became news. And now, of course, I guess they're going to be on Discord servers. I mean, uh, just uh, Miles. Uh, what's that? That white guy from the Heat uh, got Don't fired, for, got fired from the NBA for like saying like uh, anti-Semitic shit on his on his like video game stream. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. Meyer, Meyer, Myers Leonard. Myers, uh, yes, yeah, Myers yeah, yeah. Leonard. So yeah, these are all going to be like press quotes now. That you got to check the Discord. You got to join the Discord too, but you got to be invited. You have to. Uh, we have to accept the invite. I think that is a thing because I saw. I saw like someone was linking to the Discord, and maybe he like shut it down oh. to public access because the Discord link didn't work for me anyway. Anyway, what he <laughs> said in response to Richard Jefferson was I stood at half court watching till he got up to see if he was okay. 
Then when he was back by our bench, a teammate made a joke and I laughed. I wasn't laughing at the foul. And then he elaborated on like what actually happened. It was very unfortunate how it played out. I jumped to block it with my left and as I'm spinning, went to grab the ball with my right, not throw him down. It was a really hard fall and I'm glad he's okay. If I could do the play over again, knowing he'd fall like that, I wouldn't make the play. Yeah, a little too little too late, but uh, that makes sense. I guess. I'm I'm still like, uh, he did it on purpose, Truther. Not really. I mean, you're, I don't know. You're, you're saying this because of Grayson Allen's like history, right? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about his history until doing research for the podcast, but I learned that like even at Duke, he was just like tripping people all the time. Like his move was to trip people on the court and he's like blatant. Like th- those trips are like blatantly purposeful, intending to make opposing players fall down. Like yeah. it's just like cartoons sticking his feet out in front of people. Oh yeah. I, I, I had heard about Grayson Allen tripping people when he was in college and I, would see just like highlights highlights on Twitter and he just uh he looks like an asshole a little bit. Um uh, mm-hmm. people say he looks like Ted Cruz. Um I can't say that he does not look like Ted Cruz. And Tough um round. you know I don't want to get political on the podcast, but don't get me started on Ted Cruz. No don't get started political. Don't Fuck get, Ted Cruz. All right, well don't get me started on Grayson Allen because uh Grayson Allen just has that face of like like a punk really. Yeah. Uh rough look for Grayson Allen. Bummer for Alex Caruso. Really quickly, I think the, uh, I couldn't find it, but the Milwaukee Bucks Twitter account tweeted something, I think, of like a, a Grayson Allen thing. Oh, uh, I did see this, that like the, there was a scheduled tweet about Grayson Allen or something. Yeah, and then the news came out that Caruso needed surgery, so then the tweet was deleted. Let's find it real quick, just because I want to get, get the reporting right, you know? Someone's got to have a screenshot. I'm sure uh hey would you would you like to be like a social media person for the houston rockets or something i don't know sure i mean if it pays better than what i'm doing right now probably not Mm, then i guess not cool (laughs) i mean i don't know do some networking get people to listen to the podcast where the hell did the bucks say on twitter oh here we go worldwide wob had the screenshot okay so yeah it was a video it was a tweet that said from saturday morning so the incident happened on friday night so this is a tweet from saturday morning from the at bucks official verified twitter account it says good morning period and it's got a video of grayson allen eating a donut in a bucks uniform i'm glad we took the time to this was a lot of work and look at this i want to say that we love our listeners, but sometimes I don't feel the appreciation for the work we put in. And I just spent about five minutes looking for a tweet. And I'm going to edit out the five minutes, but I just want everyone to know. Did you see that uh, that the Milwaukee Bucks put out a statement about the because uh, Grayson Allen was ultimately suspended for one game? Right. I did see that. I think they I just saw because while I was Googling for this tweet that. I saw that they put out a statement and I was like, I'm not looking for that tweet I'm looking for. But what was the statement? The statement says, we disagree with the suspension. We support Grayson and look forward to him rejoining our team for Friday's game versus New York. Man, what's with the heel turn by the Bucks organization? They got to, they have to stand by their guy, I think. Do they? Do you have to put out a team statement about it? Probably not. Yeah, but... I think you just like let it play out. Like Alex, I mean, uh, Grayson Allen can refute. Can't he? 
appeal the decision or whatever. And am I thinking baseball? I think in baseball they can like appeal decisions and then like still play. And then later on the appeal will be reviewed and they will have to either serve their suspension or, you know, their appeal will be granted or whatever. Hmm. I saw something that said that because he's going to miss this game, this one game, he's going to miss out on $25,000. Sick. Cool. Good for him. I don't know. Go stream, stream some esports or something while you're out of the game. <laughs> Fuck uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was not intentional. It, it just know. seems like it seems like a move you should know not to make to like grab someone like that when they're in the air. Like it, it, that's not like a like. Definitely leave people alone because I think with like the momentum like that, any any like type of like adjustment and somebody's going to like throw them off and it's going to really like hurt them. Right. And I think like it's not at least it's a foul. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. at least like he would go if he lands on his feet and it's fine, it's not messy. He goes to the free throw line and you don't want to be doing that. So it's, I think just like don't grab people in the air. It was also a flagrant two already. So he was already like ejected from the game. Right. I'm just saying hypothetically, if. He lands on his feet and he, but like he's still grabbing his arm while he's in shooting motion, mm-hmm. right? So isn't that a foul? Like, yeah, just a regular ass foul. If 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 everything goes according to plan for Grayson Allen, I don't know. I don't know either. Let's get a ref on the podcast. That was a dirty foul. Dirty, dirty, dirty move. Dirty play. Hard foul. Dirty hard fouls and dirty players. Episode twenty eight of Dinner with Pop. Uh, just really quickly before we go to our next segment, uh, mm-hmm. Grayson Allen, where do you think he'll fall in the history of the NBA? Mm, Hall of Fame. Well, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. I think he's just like kind of a supporting player that, you know, the way we talk about Steve Kerr is the wrong comparison, but like Bill Cartwright, I don't know. Bill Cartwright. I'm going to have to double check that, but I think that is a black man. Uh, I was looking for like a white guy player. Oh, I was just thinking of like in terms of like historical importance, but maybe that guy's in the Hall of Fame just because I know his name. I mean, maybe everyone whose name I know, he's a black player. Uh, John um, Stockton, who is uh, real deep in the anti-vax stuff right now. Oh, rough. Anyway, I don't really care for Grayson Allen. Uh, I like Alex Caruso a lot more, so I'm going to say that it was a dirty, dirty play just because uh, Alex Caruso was arrested for uh, weed charges this past offseason. So. And he's a Texas guy, so, you know. Come home. Come home, Alex Caruso. Uh, but is he from D- D- Dallas-Fort Worth? Would home be the Mavericks? No, he's from College Station because he went to high school with Luis. Oh, right. <laughs> cool. Let's get Luis on the podcast. Sure. This podcast is uh, brought to you by people I want to get on the podcast. Uh, should we take a break? Yep. All right. And we're back. The player I was thinking of is not Bill Cartwright. It's Bill Wennington. He's the white guy who's in The Last Dance a lot. Just kind of a guy who is there. But very, very impactful. Very impactful. impactful but, but also just there. Bill Wennington, come on the podcast. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Everyone. Our next segment, Reed. Yes. Tell me all about it. I think we should head to the wine cellar where we um, look back at the NBA's history of uh, people who um, I wanted to talk about people who were uh, referred to as like dirty players. Since Grayson Allen has this dirty player persona, he's tripping people, kind of looks like an asshole. Um, yeah, pulling people out of the air. I want to talk about people in NBA history who um, also had that same label. And I just wanted Let's to give you uh, 
So I got four players on the history of the NBA. This, mm-hmm. These are people I use kind of like think about. Like this took the only research I did for this was just knowing who tough guys are in the NBA. And so instead of like talking about like what things they did to the, that made them a dirty player, I wanted to pull quotes from interviews that they did where they described how their gameplay actually was. I like that. And so for our first player, uh, do you know you know Bill Lambeer of the Detroit Pistons? Yes, notorious white guy. Mm-hmm. who was just always like he got in a fight with chuck there he was like in a brawl with charles barkley it was hurting mm-hmm. all the bulls players and shit like that and uh i pulled an article from the new york times in 1989 oh wow so he's like clearly still playing and this is the only this is the only um quote i have here that's from that time period when they were actually playing everybody mm-hmm. else is like after the fact that they've been playing and so bill lambeer said quote i'm playing to win and I'll use all my tools, both physically and mentally, to win the game. Other players don't like that, and I can't help that. I have to do what I, I have to do what I do best. I call it gamesmanship. Unquote. This seems like the attitude, sort of that. I mean, less aggressively, mm-hmm. but Grayson Allen is taking on his Discord server. He's like, I was just trying to make a play, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the thing with Grayson Allen's thing is that he said if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't make the foul. Um, yeah. I don't know if... Uh, like, so Bill Lambert would be like, I'd do it yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I need to do that again. Maybe that's what I want from Grayson Allen. I'm just like... Own up like, to it. Do, do it and own it, or don't do it. I mean, preferably don't do it, but own up to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. if like he had kind of like an anti-hero role or something like that, mm-hmm. or he was like, I'm a piece of Oh, I of meant shit. to say this. Oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Uh, he, he's, he has like a long-standing feud with Trey Young. Uh, <laughs> right. Grayson Allen does. They yeah. like, have gotten into fights before. Trey Young is like someone who kind of knows how to be the heel. Like he's literally been the heel yeah. in, uh, help me out here, the big wrestling event in Madison Square Garden. Wrestle, what do you mean? Oh. Was it WrestleMania? No, 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 it was like a SmackDown event. Okay, well still, he's been like, he's shown up as a heel in a wrestling event. Mm-hmm. Um, he like knows how to like get under people's skin, but still like do it in a fun way without like uh, actually hurting people. Yeah, no, the WWE isn't going to be calling uh, Grayson Allen's ass just to like. Go no, Grayson Allen will that. actually like punch John Cena in the face. I don't. John <laughs> Cena's button. I don't know any modern wrestlers. I'm sorry. Um, That's fine. I'm sorry, Isaac. <laughs> I, I actually. I, I, I don't care that you don't know wrestlers. I don't care that you don't know NBA players. I don't care that you know my name. Hey, I know time. NBA players. I just don't know all the NBA players. And let me tell you, there's a lot of them. There is actually. There's there is yet to be like a real like um, basketball is my passion type of thing to like know like a lot of players. Like you let know more. You, we're working on it here. It's you know more than the casual learning. fan. Yeah, and soon enough, I'm gonna be you know maybe give me like two years of this podcast. It's going to take me a while. I can't wait until you're just like a guy who just like knows like draft people coming in. And I'm like, I don't know any of those people. I'm going to be seeing like numbers floating in front of my <laughs> face and all that stuff. And like shooting percentage, true shooting percentage. Oh, yeah, I would love that, honestly. Uh, Jalen Green. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know who Jalen Green is. Hell yeah. All right. Next guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, next guy is a guy that you might know. I know him. I know him. We know him. We listener, love him. listener probably knows him. Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman. Our, Dennis Rodman. Our favorite American ambassador to North Korea. 
he man he he's so wild that guy <laughs> absolutely just <laughs> one of the most absurd people to ever walk the earth i actually want to read this quote in dennis rodman's voice um please the runway is yours so this is taken from the last dance in 2020 watch the last dance on netflix yeah check it out it's super fun really good and mm-hmm. uh this is uh my dennis rodman he goes i want to go out there and get my nose broke i want to go out there and get cut Something that's really going to bring out the hurt, the pain. I want to feel that. <laughs> it's pretty good, I think. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like another like psychopath. Like I want to get like my nose broke. He's got a wild energy. Well, Last Dance did make me more like sympathetic to him, but still just an absurd man who just goes to North Korea for fun. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know how sympathetic I can be to him. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. Like, are we, we do we like... Dennis Rodman is he like cool? Is but who can say? Is, uh, let's ask Twitter. Is Dennis Rodman canceled or no? Because everybody loved him during the Last Dance, and they loved him doing like the click, click the, here, yeah. go there, flip, flip. I'm over yeah. here, flip, flip. <laughs> He's doing the Macarena and the. Uh, everyone watched the Last Dance. You haven't seen the Last Dance. I feel like that's a starting point, and then listen to the podcast and then you'll realize like wow the last dance taught me a lot more than this podcast ever will but then come <laughs> back to us because we do fun tangents uh sometimes I, I read a fake ad um i threaten the lexus corporation listen the last dance won't teach you about uh bill lambeer or charles oakley or bruce bowen or like or the any- difference between bill cartwright and bill winningham you know what winnington <laughs> winnington god damn it Fire me from a cannon into Ed, the sun. Edit it out. No. Um, <laughs> Bill Wennington. This is how you learn. The Last Dance would never talk about Grace and Allen. This podcast will. That's absolutely true because The Last Dance focuses on one specific season. Yeah. So unless you're like, Bulls. unless you're just like, uh, like a diehard Chicago Bulls fan, that's all you're gonna know. I'm, we're gonna know everything else. We're learning about the past. <laughs> we're learning about the present. We're learning about the future of the NBA. In order to impress our dream Dude, dinner date, date, food and wine connoisseur, and five-time five NBA, NBA champ, Coach Greg Popovich. Popovich. I'm Rita Connor. This, this is my co-host, host, Isaac Benavides. <laughs> what if we just went through the whole podcast? All Let's just do it all again. This, is, this <laughs> one's a messy one. We're going to start over, folks. Um, <laughs> later on, we got my sister, Allison, on the phone. Uh, Romy, whose last name I do know. Let's move on to our next guy, though, because Please. I don't want to take. I don't want. I don't want to get us too off the rails. This podcast, a lot of mission statements about the podcast on this episode of the podcast, but we're about getting off the rails, and then we get back on those rails for sure. We're Char- back on the rails. Charles baby. Oakley, heard of him? He's not allowed in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it's true, despite being a very popular Knicks legend. Uh, Knicks legend, and um, yeah, Charles Oakley has just been known as just like like the big oak. Like you just know. Ne- like I saw a photo of Charles Oakley, he looks so buff. He like looks mm-hmm. so big, and like he has like a little flat top haircut, a little mustache, and he just looks very cool, very tough. Um, Do you think I could rock that look? Do you think I could start working out, get a flat top haircut and a mustache? Yeah, why, 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 why couldn't you? Everybody in the nineties did it. You could do it now. You could bring I'm it back if it. you want. I'm gonna to. wear like cut off t shirts and stuff. I'm, I'm gonna bring that back. Bring that energy back. You should. And uh, <laughs> if you do it, I'll start getting into that shape with you because then I'll just be like, yeah, we're both. Uh, we both have the same hairstyle and mustache. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have like Detroit Pistons energy. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just like or early 90s Knicks energy. 
so here, here's what uh, Charles Oakley had to say about his play. In an interview in 2020, so this is recent, and I guess this mm-hmm. is after like Last Dance and stuff, and then he says, this is, about, this is about Michael Jordan in particular. Right. And so he says, you come to the paint, I mean, that's my job. His job is outside, him being Michael Jordan. Mine's mm-hmm. the paint. Some people buy a lot of real estates. Some people have little real estate. That little paint is my real estate. Outside, he can have all that real estate. A lot of real estate talk on this Charles Oakley quote. But he, Michael Jordan, knew the rules. It wasn't like anybody tried to hurt him. But when you come inside, you got to let you know. You come in my territory now, and I got to let you know. It's still the same way. You got to pay at the toll. I love that. This is my favorite of the quotes that you pulled out. Yeah, this, this. I love the I love the analogy he's using. The real estate. <laughs> I love it. It's just like it's my it's my job. Yeah. Um, how does this play into, or was this? I guess it's simultaneous, right? Um, because he was on the Knicks when he's getting into it with Jordan in the paint, right? Or was yeah, yeah, he was on the Knicks, and the Pistons had the they were the ones with the Jordan rule, yeah, which was that they would like double him outside the paint and triple inside. Oh yeah, apparently you can't, you can't let him in the air or something like that. I love that, like. Back then, like game plans were like, hey, go fuck this dude up. Like, just like, I mean, I'm not like a league soft guy. I do think it's good that uh, they're safe. Yeah, I want the players to be safe. Like, I prefer all the players to be healthy. Like, I don't like that Caruso's out because I like watching Caruso and I want the Bulls to have a chance because I like when, you know, everything's up in the air. It's more fun for me to not know who's going to win the Uh East. But that being said, it's wild that back then the energy was just like the game plan is go kick this dude's ass. Oh, all these guys and like their careers have like just really gone out of their way just to hurt other people where it's like they're like going to put him in a headlock. They're going to like push him a little bit and they're going to be really just like super aggressive. And also it's very telling that like Michael Jordan was the only guy who had like these rules really called for. So it's like you have to go like, man, I. I, I'll just say this story, like during like, cause we're supposed to be reading a book for our, uh, book club with Catherine. Right. That, we started a NBA book club. Yeah. Uh, off the podcast. I'm sure we'll talk about the books we're reading on the podcast. Yeah. And so, uh, during like a promotional campaign for like the 1994 New York Knicks season, this is the season after Michael Jordan retired. Um, the marketing team for the New York Knicks put like a, like a chalk outline at the bottom of like the paint, like under the rim. And it it was it damn was, it, it, the the message was like uh, Charles Oakley murdered Michael Jordan. Or no, Knicks murdered Michael Jordan. No, this is like if you're gonna be in the paint, you should expect to be like treated like this. Like oh okay okay, it's not so, like one to one related to Michael. No 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 no, no 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 no. <laughs> I thought the the, the, the like message of the ad was like Michael Jordan retired. He, he didn't retire. He fucking died because we fucking killed him. Oh, no, because they, they, they didn't win that championship. So, I mean, that would be crazy if they even did that because they I know, were, but it's a wild energy. Uh, but Pat, Riley, Pat Riley, who was just really a maniac during this point, was like, I think that I think that messaging is a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> this is very excited for Pat Riley to be portrayed by Adrian Brody in the Showtime show. Uh, it might be. It might be like oh, the, it's the HBO show. What is the show called? It was the working title of Showtime, but they didn't change the name of the show. Because it's on HBO, <laughs> uh, the Lakers show with John C. Riley and 
Anyway, I don't I don't know the actual name of it, but uh, Pat Riley, I think during that time was like a cool customer. Like I don't know if he was as intense as he was. So we might get just like a kind of like a Playboy type of thing. From, I love it. I love yeah. Adrian Brody. Just yeah. watched uh, the French Dispatch on Friday. Oh, nice. What'd you think? Great movie. Have you seen it? No. I recommend it. This is Welcome to Film Talk. This is a podcast within the podcast. I was gonna uh, I was gonna slide right back into my thing and then uh, okay uh, off the rails we're back on. Anyway, I guess I, like I guess I, I, watch I, the French dispatch. What? I guess that is my job just to bring us back onto the rails. I don't know. I'm, I I I might have some kind of brain disorder. <laughs> we'll look into that. Yeah, maybe not. We'll get we'll get we'll get you the results next week. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Read. Uh, Tune into Reed's diagnosis. <laughs> uh, the reason Reed can't focus, he's got a golf ball sized tumor. <laughs> That's also me announcing, like, uh, hey, y'all, it's just me today. And uh, we got Reed's results back. And uh, he, for the time being, he just cannot post the podcast. So uh, no, he's going to take some time, spend some time with his family, <laughs> and you know, play uh, a few more game boy color games and welcome to dinner with Pop. I'm, Wes Anderson I'm here with my co-host uh uh bill lambier <laughs> yeah yeah i just gotta go <laughs> you really just level up like you were just wait i was holding you back you're like i'm here with i'm here with tim duncan i'm here with jr smith uh like, dinner tim duncan would be a great co-host uh for sure i, I he actually, could actually I, get I, you dinner with pop yeah i don't know if uh, i don't know if uh if he if he'd be an actual better host than me, anyway, Man. the night the back last on the rails we're back on the, the rails we're back on the last guy on my list is a San Antonio Spur legend. We love it. Jersey love retired. It. Jersey retired in, in the San Raptors, Antonio, baby. and his name is Bruce Bowen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen countless videos where they tie, they dub him as the dirtiest player in the history of the NBA. Wow! Because there's like there are a couple clips of him like jumping up way high in the air and sticking his foot out and straight up kicking people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a man after Grayson Allen's heart. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. And I just want to get. I, I want to give you this quote. So in USA Today in 2017, is not playing anymore. Jersey's already up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, they "Can't take it down." He says, it's no, "Too late." No, they can't. Uh, no, no, they wouldn't do it. But he, good, but he actually. says for sure. Uh, he says, "Quote: I was an aggressive individual. I understood the way. The only way I had a fighter's chance was I had to be aggressive to them as well. So those that would think that that's dirty, it's your opinion. I know I'm not a dirty player. Here's the thing, Bruce. I think you're wrong. <laughs> From what I've heard, I haven't watched the YouTube clips that Isaac has. Yeah, but I think it sounds like you're a dirty player kicking people in the face." Earlier in earlier in that same article, he says that um, he was doing it for Pop because people were under the influence that Pop led teams were like a little bit more like you can like stunt on them, like you mm-hmm. can like uh, take advantage of them. And so I think mm-hmm. he wanted to bring like a little bit of toughness to Pop's teams. And I think during that the, the one play in particular, I forget who they were playing, maybe the Nets or something, where the guy he kicked, Pop came out and said something like. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is actually true or not. I just read a comment that said that Pop like defended the kick and saying that like he was just trying to like not hurt anybody or something like that. <laughs> I guess you really do have to protect your players. But he, I'm adding this to my running list of questions to ask Pop when we get dinner with him. Uh-huh. 
which I don't have, actually have a running list, but now I kind of want to start one. The question, oh, that'd be good. The question is, like, do you condone Bruce Bowen's <laughs> antics? Is that what it is? Yeah, more or just be like, what did you think, like, of this? Uh, I see. I don't know. Not necessarily that antagonistic. <laughs> We're still, you know, sharing a, a burgundy and a steak, but uh, mm. just want to be like, hey, what's the deal with that guy? You know, the deal with that guy, watch the clip. He kicks him in the face. I know. Well, not with the deal with that guy, but like, uh, what do you think? What do you think of that, Pop? Uh, Pop? If we, when, when we get dinner with Pop, I'm going to ask him, like, uh, do you feel uh, like you let me down because you didn't bring Spurs another championship? <laughs> Man, you're going to come real hard hitting. I'm just trying to, like, have a nice dinner. Well, at some point, it's like, let's cut the nonsense. Uh, my, You're still the coach of my favorite team. That's fair. But I'm not a journalist. I'm just like, I just want to have a nice dinner. I just want to make that clear. I want to learn about the NBA. I just Most I, of, above I, all, I want a nice dinner. I just know that people in other group chats were slandering Popovich's name. And so, that's but, true. And I, and I will I, defend Pop, but I don't want to. I, that's what I'm saying, I guess. I'm like, Pop's my friend who I get dinner with. Hmm. It was too parasocial. I won't allow slander, but I'm not going to like go to Pop and be like, what? What the fuck did you do, coach? Where's my sixth trophy? You know what I'll do? I'll change my approach. We'll be like we'll be like a couple of glasses of wine, and then I'll be like, I still don't forgive you for not giving us another championship. Bah. Bah. Yeah, yeah, that's the energy. <laughs> it's got to be friendly. You know, you can say, say, speak your mind, but disguising a little joke. Like when I was talking about my brain disease. <laughs> it was a joke. But I'm concerned. <laughs> Please help read. <laughs> and on that note, uh, let's take a quick break and come back and uh, we'll go into the future of uh, the NBA robots. <laughs> let's take a break. And we're back. Isaac, you want to split some tiramisu? Oh, you want to get a little, a little chocolate mousse going? Can, uh, wait, can, can, can you tee me up again? For yeah, the, yeah. For the tiramisu thing? Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Hey, Isaac. You want to split a tiramisu? Ooh, tira. I do. Woo, <laughs> 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 I'm glad. I'm glad you had me reset that up for you. You know, I don't, I, I don't I don't do improv anymore, but I love um, talking stupid. That's what this podcast is, I think. <laughs> this is our outlet to be true morons, at least for me. You you know things. I, I'm i like dumb on the front end of the podcast where we learn stuff because I'm learning. Um, trying to be not dumb. And then on the back end of the podcast, I'm just truly uninhibitedly stupid. I'm just um, trying so to talk this, hoops. Yeah. Hoops, baby. Um. So this is part of the podcast. This is dessert. This is where, come to the end of our meal, we're going to talk about the future of the topic at hand, which is dirty players, hard fouls. Um, we're just going to get into some speculation, some confectionary conjecture, if you will. This is stuff that hasn't happened yet, but it could. Maybe. Who knows? We were briefly talking about in the break, like my recent memory of the last like very memorable dirty play I mean, there have been others, but was Zaza Pachulia on Kawhi Leonard? Um, he like broke, stepped on, broke his ankle or something. He so it was, this was during the Western Conference Finals between the San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors when the Spurs were up by God knows how much thirty at one point, 
at one during one play, uh, Kawhi Leonard was going to shoot, like, I think, a three pointer, and Zaza was closing out on him. And whenever Kawhi came down, Zaza left his foot there, and which led to Kawhi landing on it, rolling his ankle, and then being out for the rest of the season. And That's then what the, it was. Yeah. Uh, the series was over at that point. That's what it was. It wasn't. It was the other way around. Um, so it's called the, it's called the Zaza rule now because it's now known as like you want to leave uh, space for the shooters to land so that they don't break their ankles because uh, like we talked about earlier, Bruce Bowen did this a lot. He would leave, right. he would have people land on his leg on his foot. Um, yeah. So we were talking about here in this space. We want to talk about rule changes that we would make if we were commissioners of the NBA. Yeah. So that we could prevent something like what happened this week with Grayson Allen and mm. Alex Caruso. Right. So I I have one real quick off sure. the top of my head. And it's it's not so much a rule change. I guess it is a rule change in how they would be used. But it's um, I guess here's the rule. I'll phrase it like a rule. If any player should pull another player out of the air uh, deliberately in order to cause harm they will be shot with anti-aircraft missiles. <laughs> okay, what does that mean? What does anti-aircraft missile, missiles mean? Um, I don't actually know a lot about like military technology or anything, but my mm-hmm. understanding is that they're missiles shot from the ground to airplanes in the air. Uh, so, you know, it, like if the player's in the air, it makes sense the missiles would be on the ground, anti-aircraft missiles. Gotcha. It, I- this would cause a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. And I think that is enough. Like, besides their own, the harm that would come to the perpetrator of the foul. Mm-hmm. If if they're not worried about that, they should at least be worried about the collateral damage. And so I think it's a big incentive to not do that because you would die. And oh, definitely. <laughs> and probably all ten players on the court would die, and then like everyone on the sidelines, and probably a lot of people in the stadium. So. So you've talked just off the top of my head. We don't have to do this. Right. You talked yourself out of it. It seems like. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea, but I I think that's a strong incentive to not pull Uh, someone out of the air like that. Don't you you think? No, I I think that's true. But let me just pitch this to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're all human. You know, we can't. uh, We can't. um, Sometimes I'm not not an athlete. Uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. a competitor either. So I don't really know what it's like to be in that mindset. Mm -hmm. But let's say. you're playing. It's a close game, and you just gotta you just gotta give this guy a hard foul. You just you just have to. Right. Um, so here's my pitch to you: When Alex Caruso went into the air for the layup, and he was brought down by Grayson Allen, he landed right in kind of like in the restricted area of the basketball mm-hmm. court. So the restricted area is like that little like circular like um, half circle there where the right, like, like under right the by hoop. the on in the paint in the paint. My yes. pitch is. We make that section like a trampoline. Oh, okay. I like that. So, you know, you're still going to fall, obviously, but maybe the impact is like lessened there. And so the restricted area actually becomes a restricted area because you don't want to be stepping in that area. Yeah. Still da- like still dangerous, kind of, if you accidentally step on the trampoline. Oh, or you know, more like a you're definitely it's definitely like good cop bad cop where you're like a trampoline and i'm like missiles right but let me let me let me keep adding to this Mm -hmm. if you don't like the trampoline idea so much i love i love it i love under the um okay just follow me here Mm -hmm. instead of the trampoline in the restricted area zone there's just a big hole big hole in the court 
How deep is the hole? This it's, is important. It, so the hole, okay, hear me out. Okay, I'm, I'm because, sorry, I'm listening. Because the net is right over, right over the restricted area, and if you're going to shoot a basket, the ball will go through the hole, yes? Mm-hmm. yes? But the hole will fall right through like a chute that like just leads back all the way up to center court. I love this, like bowling. Uh, yes, and the ball has to, the court has to open in the center, and it has to be pushed up every play, every time a basket <laughs> really slows down a basketball game. <laughs> but I like where you're going. I like where your head's at. And uh, can, I, but, but, can I propose one thing? Sure. Like, what if the tube is like a pneumatic tube, and it just like it just like the ball goes in and just whoop, shoots out the other side, right? Like, very that, quickly. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying. That makes perfect sense. That's actually way better. But uh, I just thought, I just thought, like, what if somebody fell through that hole? They just also whoop, shoot. Uh, right okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just a big slide, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Some players like it, I think. Some some players love to go to the hole just so they can go into the hole and then yeah. come back. Oh for, yeah, go into the hole. New uh, new meaning of the phrase. Yeah, that's uh, take it to the rack, go into the hole, and uh, come out the other end. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? I love that idea. I think this is this is a real winner for for me. <laughs> I've got one more for you, and this sure. is like kind of the lowest barrier of entry, less equipment, less changes to the court. That's good. If you're gonna do a hard foul on someone, uh-huh. you have to call it out. You have to uh-huh. say, "I'm gonna do a hard foul," and every team gets one a season, Ooh. a whole season. But this way, at oh. least you're giving everyone on the court a fair warning. Uh-huh. So everyone around knows like what's going to like Caruso's like, oh, I'm about to break my wrist. Like he at least would be aware of what's happening. Uh-huh. And maybe, you know, he could like change the way he lands, like change his approach. Uh-huh. Like or or maybe hear me out here. The saying I'm going to do a hard foul like makes that player vulnerable. You're like you get one a year and the player says I'm going to do a hard foul and then they get to be attacked by the other team. Okay. So it's just kind of just, maybe it just like causes a brawl, but but it's only one a season. Well, only one a season for every team. So we're gonna see eighty two of these things. I mean not eighty two. Oh my god. Uh there's eighty two games. Yeah. Thirty teams. <laughs> but So uh, we we could but we could potentially see three. Oh, but we Yeah. We see them we you think we'd see them in the same game? Maybe. <laughs> for sure. That's <laughs> for fine. sure. It's like you play you play your hard foul and the other team's like, all right, well, I uh, guess war, buddy. That that's probably that's actually probably smarter because then that eliminates like the likelihood that more of these are going to happen throughout the game. Because it's like if one team does it, then maybe the other team should just do it. Just because if you're going to beat the shit out of me, I might as well I might as well just get that opportunity to do it again. Yeah, but maybe like say you are if you're Brooklyn and like I don't know Charlotte uses their hard foul on you. Do you want to do yours back? I don't think so. You might want to save it for when you play like. The box or something. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty. It's a pretty good idea. I don't think it'll ever go into effect, but I really like it. It's also very important that you say the whole phrase. I'm going to do a hard foul. You can't <laughs> just say hard foul. You know, like you got to say it properly. There's like rules rules of engagement. Oh man, I'm very it? war oriented today. What's up with that? Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling very militaristic. Wow. This podcast episode brought to you by Lockheed Reed's. Martin. <laughs> I was going to say Reed's War. Uh, Charlie Wilson's War. I haven't seen it. 
I think it's because of the hard fouls. I think I think you're like a little bit amped up. You heard yeah, so you heard Charles, Charles Oakley and Bruce Bowen being like, "I'm just there to the, uh, do my job." Yeah, I can smell blood. I'm just like, what's gonna happen? This podcast is not brought to you by Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin, cut the check. <laughs> this podcast check is and we brought will advertise to you. your missiles. This podcast is brought to you by uh, not Lockheed Martin, but Coheed and Cambria, the band. Sorry to say, Isaac. Puck is not brought to you by Cody and Cambria. Cody and Cambria, I listened to their most recent album, Made My Ears Bleed. Cody and Cambria, if you if you want me to not say that, cut, cut the, the check. <laughs> well, it's my new favorite recurring bit. I'm going to make it recur. It is maybe too deal. often, but. <laughs> uh, this podcast is brought to you by that uh, that emo tour that's happening, that uh, concert. Oh, when when we were young? Oh, yeah, that's the one. When we were young, it's a scam. <laughs> did you know that like some of the bands did not know that they were booked on the show until the poster came out? That makes total sense. There's like 60 names on that poster. And yeah, I, and I don't it's know. All, all scheduled to take place in one day. <laughs> and the website started by saying three stages. And then now they've edited the website to be like unclear about the number of stages. And now they've added a second day. So it's like. Same shows on this on Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. It's wild. So stupid. I, you we know almost what? talked ourselves I, into buying tickets. I'm calling. I'm calling a hard foul on this. Uh, I'm calling it right now. I'm going to do a hard foul on this uh, festival. Oh God! Look out! <laughs> the festival can do one back. Haley Williams is going to punch you in the face or something. Good. <laughs> Wait, you want that to happen, don't you? No. Sicko. Um. Loved Haley Williams in high school. Oh, yeah. She's great. Still do. Oh, yeah. Not going to get to rock bottom. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Nah. Cool. This was a podcast episode. We had many tangents. Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to rate and review on your podcast platform of choosing. They have them on Spotify now. I'm told I still have not looked. But <laughs> this is like the fourth <laughs> week in a row I've said that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll look and I'll be surprised to see so many lovely reviews from our lovely listeners. Uh, be sure to recommend us to your five most dirty playing friends in pickup basketball. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You you decide what that means to you. Recommend us to five people. Uh, shout out to Baxter Holmes, writer of the ESPN article, Michelin restaurants and fabulous wines inside the secret team dinners that have built the Spurs dynasty. And um, Isaac, you got anything else you want to say? No, but in the words of Dennis Rodman, <laughs> um, I don't got anything actually. I don't want to. All right, the listener, this is a this is a Mad Lips. You pick your favorite Dennis Rodman quote, and you you put it in right there. Uh, I wanted to do the quote where they asked uh, Dennis Rodman if he wanted to play for the Bulls, and he was like, "I don't know. I don't do. I don't give a fuck." Hell yeah, I love that energy, and uh, thank you, Mr. Rodman. You are a terrifying figure. Have a good week, everyone.